With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for $10 with promo code TANK10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code TANK10. Visit PropaneTaxi.com. No contact, no commitment, no problem. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. A donkey, 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 a donkey of a performance. Holy shit. Well, I suppose all good things must come to an end. And after a thumping of Southampton, we had that horror show in St. James's Park. Almost just over a year since our last horror show in St. James's Park. This time, it was the wonder coach, Steve McLaren, who over who, who oversaw our demise. Um, a 2-0 defeat brought us back down with a massive bump after such a good performance against Southampton in the whatever the cup is, the League Cup during the week. Um, we got to pick the bones out of this and it probably won't be pretty, but um, we'll try to keep a sense of perspective on the whole thing as we go along. And it is Christmas all the same. We're heading in with only a, how many days now? 27, so 24, 14, and yeah, yeah, almost there, Christmas time. Santa's definitely busy getting all the transfer rumours sorted out at this stage. So anyway, tonight we have Paul Brennan and we have Dave Thomas returning. Yes, he isn't dead. He's very much alive with us tonight. And of course, we've Andy Young with us to pick the bones out of what went on. No birthdays, um, nothing to plug that I can think of. And... Um, no Trev, so it's just me to keep on hosting this thing. So anyway, lads, um, do we talk about Southampton first? No, we won't. Let's get on to that fucking abomination on Sunday. Um, where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> right, so lads, uh, a bit of a clusterfuck at the weekend, um, coming off the back of such a good win at Southampton. Um, we'd all predicted an absolute tonking of Newcastle um, and maybe not the win against Southampton so we've got that a little bit the wrong way around um, what can you say well where will we start though we can start fucking anywhere but let's start off with Folly Down Man Antelope Hoops himself James Milner Paul what did you <laughs> make of that fucking dopey prick who kept falling over all the time yeah, I didn't think he was very good, Phil. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I I didn't like the midfield selection at all. Like I don't I don't like Milner playing there anyway, and especially not with like Lucas and Allen beside him. I think it was yeah, like we've had a good few games recently, so he had to rotate a bit. But I think he got that wrong. 
putting the three of them in there together, they're all kind of do a job for you lads. Like I think if you surround them with a bit of quality, they're all right. But yeah, I think he got it wrong playing the three of them there. And yeah. Milner was shite, yeah. yeah. I kind of felt like Milner was playing off the left at the start. <laughs> he kept falling over. Regardless, <laughs> he was still falling over. Yeah, no, he had a nightmare. Um, and it's like the first half, it's kind of mad to think that the brightest player, the best player, the most creative player that would, like, you know, you were pinning all your hopes on. Mm. I, and he wasn't even that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I actually do think it was a lot of uh, complacency happened. I know uh, Klopp in his press conference said he can't say it was complacent and was he made some, because he didn't say that they were going to win the league and all that. Like, you know, but I think that the start of that Southampton game was as bad as we've seen them as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that was quite complacent. So we didn't play well in the Southampton game until we kind of just got ahead. You know, by not really playing well. So we got the couple of goals, a couple of moments of brilliance in the pass. And, and then after that, we just kicked on and, and, and batted them. And in the second half, particularly against Southampton, they played well. But against Newcastle, they never started. Mm. They never got going. They didn't get them goals. And it was going to be, it was always going to be difficult with Benteke leading the line and him not really doing much. Mm-hmm. Dave, welcome back. Thanks very much. Good to have you. Thanks. Nice travels. It was all right, actually. Bit yeah. of a town there. Yeah. Yeah, good man. <laughs> um, <laughs> the midfield, like an awful lot does come down to the engine room. Not having Chan and not having Henderson. How badly does it affect us? Well, I think it affected us a lot on Sunday. I think, you know, what you see with Emery, with the loss of Emery Shan is actually, you know, what he actually brings. He's able, and we were just talking about, he's able to knit the attack and defence together. Whereas when you play Lucas and Alan, they both like to sit deep and they haven't got the legs to go up and down, whereas Emery, Emery Shan does. So I think we missed a lot of that. And I think as a, as a consequence of that, Milner was quite isolated a lot as a attacking midfielder. Uh, he had a poor game. Anyway, but I think if you you know if you watch the game back, every time he gets the ball, he's like he falls over. He, he <laughs> he's very isolated, and he's having to take too many touches. Is not, and I think we miss Lallana as well. So I think that you know you got quite a lot of energy and 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 legs missing from that kind of central midfield area. Uh, but we were poor. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There was no intensity from from the beginning. I think that uh, nobody really turned up and kind of. It, it, no, it was a great opportunity. It's one of those games. I think you actually said it before the game. Like, uh, you know, this is where we're going to see whether how far the mentality has come on because all our rivals are drop points. This is a game we got to go and win. It's a, it, you know, it's a team we should beat. Um, and then we go in and we just there was a lot of Rogers in there. There was a lot of like the the end of Rogers' reign where we just didn't get going. And I think that we're still a team that that kind of, you know. It needs a goal to wake us up. Mm. You know, either conceding a goal needs to wake us up or we obviously are scoring. I think Andy's point on Southampton is actually, I mean, Southampton could have been 3-0 up before we scored mm. a goal. So we need that bit of confidence in it and we need a goal to make them come out a little bit. And I mean, Newcastle played really well and, and you've got to remember, like, McLaren's fighting for his job there. Like, do you know what I mean? That's, that's like, if he loses that game and he loses it badly, he probably gets sacked. So they definitely turned in a performance for him. But, we were poor. I really did. I disagree with you. I think they were terrible. Oh, yeah, I, thought I, I thought Newcastle were absolutely atrocious. They, were, they just matched us. That's all they did. But they ran well, us off. Bad. The they ran further than us. Well, I think it came up on the on the telly now after I think it was eighty minutes that both teams had run ninety two kilometers. Well, apparently I saw today they ran one hundred seventeen, we ran one hundred sixteen kilometers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, okay. my point so is, the last ten minutes. My point is that's the first team that's come anywhere near us this yeah. season in terms of running. So but like they're, they they're did, too, they they're, did run us off the pitch. They're too decent enough. Uh, totals, aren't they? I mean, yeah, no, but I'm I saying, that's what I'm saying is that yeah. they, and I think if you look at what Newcastle had done in their previous games, they haven't got anywhere mm. near that. So they did turn in a, albeit not a, yeah. a footballing performance, certainly a level of effort that they haven't shown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're like. I don't know how much they normally run or whatever. So why do you say you totally disagree then? If you don't know, I totally disagree that they put, <laughs> put in a performance. I thought they were they shit. They did put in a performance. They, they were, were better. They weren't. They were. They were. It was a shit game. Two shit teams on the day. And Newcastle just happened to score two goals. Benteke scores that goal from whatever two and a half yards, <laughs> two and a half inches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's a totally different game. Well, it was one of those. Whoever scored first 
you, you, the other team are just going to get worse. And I that's going to happen. They weren't good. We weren't good. I didn't and they were good. Well, they were, you said they were better. They were better. Right, so they were, they were just <laughs> not as shit. Yeah, they weren't that okay, shit. Welcome they, back, they, Dave. They, um, <laughs> <laughs> my point was that they had, they put in like if you watch the game, I think you said they put in a good performance. No, I said they put in a remind that backfield. <laughs> <laughs> you said something along the lines of good because I was like, nah. you know, oh, they, they got beat five one in their previous game. They were absolutely terrible. Right? So, so in terms of I've seen that game, they're better in that in. game. <laughs> <laughs> they're much better in that game. Actually, yeah, they, how far did they run in that game? <laughs> Hundred and fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming back, coming back to, to to us, unfortunately, yeah, fucking right. So the midfield was geek. Like, let's be honest about it. Right? You know, even the goal, your man is just finds loads of space where you're just saying like Lucas and Allen are sitting, and you know, there's nobody yeah, there. It's it's on that. Like, and I, I'm not going to start criticizing Klopp. I didn't do a lot with Rogers, so I'm not going to like look. They, these are managers, and they know fucking a hell of a lot more than four takes sitting in a bunker. Talking shit, <laughs> but he it, it just seemed to me that it was totally unnecessary to have these two pair of sitters doing basically nothing. Like, just I mean, it's not like Lucas needed to break up this mentally fucking team that were coming at you. Like, you know, they, they like the performances that you need against Chelsea or City or Southampton away, or you know, all these these are all difficult teams to play against away from home to put in a second one of them. I mean, I think he just should have played um, Lalana and dropped either Allen. Or, or not dropped because he didn't. Play. Just didn't start. Just didn't Minla. start uh, Allen or, or Minla. I would have add, added a hell of a lot more to uh, team going forward. I, mm. know, I don't know. Like, to me, just in hindsight. And as well as just, I. Sorry. Yeah, you, you, <coughs> too much, just like negative. Negativity. Negativity. Hmm. And t- hmm. taking out a mobile player and putting in Benteke on top of that. That. That really killed any sort of attack and momentum that we could have had. Because, like, there's no... Like, it was all built on dynamism, all our recent kind of performances. So he kind of stripped down the midfield and took, like, took basically all the dynamism out of the front as well. Yeah, I wanted to get on to Benteke. Like, he was appalling. Yeah. Like, literally. I haven't seen as bad a centre-forward performance in a Liverpool short, exclude last year. Since Andy Carroll was a was was in Saint James's Park and basically mm. put in the exact same performance for Liverpool, like there's no excuses for that, is there? There was just a complete lack of effort on his behalf. Yeah, that's what that's what it reminded me of a lot. Like you know, Andy Carroll the, the kind of first half of his full mm. season there, where right? he was just kind of just moaning, just moaning, like not even competing physically. Like you know that he's like obviously he's he's not Daniel Sturridge, like he's not going to replace him like for like. We didn't even compete with like the kind of the attributes that he has, like. Mm-hmm. There was just nothing from him. No, like no, he didn't contest anything in the air. Didn't link up any play whatsoever. Dave, how worrying? How worrying is it that you know? Is this part of his mentality? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to go overboard. You know, he had a poor game. He's had good games for us. I think is you know, he's always going to be one of those players that I think scores goals, but never quite looks like he's nailed on to start for us like do you mm. know what I mean I think he's always going to have a, he's got a good goal scoring record for us I think he'll continue to score goals he should have scored on on Sunday in what was his worst performance that I've seen since he's been in a Liverpool mm. shirt I th- think he's got plenty of attributes I think that he the whole thing looked disjointed on Sunday so I, I'm not sure how much mm. of it was a lack of effort and there was a you know well, there appeared to be a lack of effort how much of it was confusion about what the tactics were because I you know and I, I don't understand how how you play Benteke and Ibe and Firmino and not cross and not... I mean, the crossing was terrible. I mean, that's a different thing to come mm-hmm. on to. I mean, fucking hell. How can we not cross a ball? Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, I, I wouldn't write that. I, I wouldn't go overboard on the performance. He was poor. I think he had a poor game. Um, I don't think Sturridge was a whole lot better than when he came on either, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I think the club will mm-hmm. probably be looking at them both going, you both need to fucking yeah, do a lot more, run a lot more. Spot. Because I tell oh. you now... Uh, you'll go out and get a striker that'll do that. Like, yeah. You know? yeah, it's spot on, Dave. I mean, like, with storage and his injury, the likelihood of him getting injured again, um, uh, Ben Teke, who, you know, he fancies an injury himself. Yeah. Like, it's great. It really is concerning that you're looking at players that are going to be constantly coming back and trying to find their feet again. And he looked, he looked like a player who'd been out for months with injury. Mm. Like, he, he was ju- it was like he was just coming into the team again and just sort of... Mm throwing a few shapes 
But like, you expect a hell of a lot more from him. He wasn't even competing for balls in the air. He was getting bullied. You know, and when he was winning the balls, he was flicking them into spaces where there was nobody. I mean, you're supposed to have a little bit of awareness around you and a bit of a communication with the play- three players in behind them. Yeah. It was just so fucking bad. And he really, ser- he seriously needs to up his game. Against Arsenal, I kind of seen a, um, a Benteke that I didn't know existed. Like, you know, he was running into the channels and he was hustling and bustling and hassling everyone. Surely that's what a team now who's on the, on the march, like, who's hunting to get climb up that table full of confidence should be doing. Mm. And I mean, if you can't get that out of your centre forward, he shouldn't be playing. I can guarantee you if Danny Ings was playing in that team. You know what I mean? And then Sturridge comes on and he's just as bad. Yeah. And Sturridge was brilliant. Two <coughs> brilliant goals um, against Southampton. But that was just... Mm. You know what I mean? Like but he, neither Sturridge or Benteke... Well, sorry, Sturridge can't play up front on his own. Mm-hmm. Right? I think we've... We know that from... I mean, you used to go mad about Rodgers playing him up yep. front on his own. And I think Benteke... <laughs> You you have to play a certain way to get the best. I mean, I think that through Klopp's entire reign, I think what we've seen is Benteke is the option off the bench. Mm. That mm. you you start with this mobile, high press, whether that's Firmino, whether that's Sturridge, whether that's Lalana, whoever that is. You know, you fill that front with, you know, high press, high energy players. You wear the team down. Hopefully you go one up or two up. Then you bring Benteke on. Yeah. And suddenly they got a different proposition. Yeah. And I, the other thing on Benteke... Colacini, who is not a good defender, right? As in, he's terrible with uh, strikers who run at him. He'd love Benteke. But, uh, and so many defenders want to play against Benteke because they can play high up and they just play against his back. And it's only Skirtle, actually, that has yeah. problems. With but I, like, I mean, Benteke is the type of player that can, you know, he is your solution up top on his own. Yeah. But then when you have Firmino, who's not really getting involved with him, Mm. To be very little communication between the two. They were yeah. never near each they were other. Never near each other. No. You Firmino know, was so terrible. Firmino's really bad, and yeah. like it's like a mortal sin, like having a goal. Firmino, it's not the in thing to do. But Jesus Christ, he's play- like I've heard heard last year how oh, he's playing opposition. He's playing on the right, or he's playing on the left, or he's he's playing. Uh, well, he wasn't uh, playing opposition yesterday. He was given a free roll to go. He was playing exactly where all these people who say they watch the Mala, this is where he, he's going to thrive. Mm. And I mean, okay, Coutinho wasn't in the team and he was on the sort of same wavelength. But you have to take responsibility. We want to play in this team. I suppose the only frustration I would have had, Andy, was that he took him off when he was bringing Lallana on. I would have taken Oiba off at that stage. And with Sturridge on the pitch, he's more likely to make the runs that Firmino should be able to pick out. Because we know, we know that his true balls and his, and his, and his, and his vision for a true ball, yeah. once, he has a mo- once he has mobile players around yeah. him, is, is very good. Like we, we've seen that with yeah, him. Seen it, didn't say, it didn't seem to click all day from no. whereas, okay, Oyeb was constantly threatening. It yeah, didn't happen for him. It just did not happen for him. But he was threatening, he was involved, and I, I suppose he might have thought I, I the wanna, likelihood of me getting something out of either of these two players yeah, I wanna is going to be Oyeb. I want to talk about Oyeb because... Like, I wanted to punch him repeatedly during the game because he's, he's I know you're saying he was threatening and all right but his his final decision making is horrific yeah horrific and you have to wonder like whatever about execution if it's poor execution fine right but it's the, the decisions he makes on the ball when he gets into the box or he gets into a dangerous position he just seems to be the wrong decision all the time mm. it's not like that it's, it's a poor a poor cutback or it's a poor it's just the wrong one all the time you know I'm struggling to see. You could always see where Sterling could potentially go in terms of his of his ability, right? And, yeah. I, and I'm not comparing Sterling, but you're looking at two young players who who are coming in. Yeah, the most the, recent. So yeah, compare in, them that way. In, yeah. in, in similar positions, and yeah. you're looking for something in the way Oxlade Chamberlain does it at, at Arsenal in, in, yeah. in fits and starts. Right? He, he just doesn't see. He has all, all, as you said, he has all the trend in the world in terms of pace and, and yeah. wanting to go past players. But he just is he one of these players who's always going to flatter to deceive? Probably like I think he's a he's a one trick pony. Like he if he doesn't kind of get the ball away from the defender and go, he's nothing left to do. He doesn't know. And that's why it's probably taken him a bit longer to get into the Liverpool Force team. Like he spent a bit of time on loan and everything else. Probably because of his uh football and maturity. Whereas like Sterling showed a hell of a lot of football and maturity from very early on, 16 or 17. So they were, to get this fella into the team, he's capable. Whereas I was taking that bit longer. And he's in, when he came back from loan last year and he impressed, that's when he kind of established himself as people are saying, hang on a minute, 
this fella could be great, like, and mm. then the comparisons with Sterling start. But no, he's not even close to that level. Mm. But he, he has played well for us. Let, let's face it, he's played well, but... Yeah, I think I think you're being a bit harsh on Ibe, to be honest mm. with you. I actually, I, I actually thought it was execution rather than decision-making the majority of times yesterday. I thought his pullbacks in the box weren't great. They tended to hit the first man. Um, I think he had the beating of it and that's what he tried to do is to continue continuously beat him yeah. the problem he had yesterday was his crossing was poor and nobody was getting into the box even Benteke mm. wasn't making those runs no. so I think that it's hard for him I mean I think he pulls the ball back for Allen when Allen has that chance um, which was so. fucking horrific but yeah. I actually think that I, I think you've been a bit harsh on him yesterday I thought he was he was a real bright spot and I think that the problem, all of these players just seem to be playing in their own little game. Like mm. Benteke was playing a different game yeah. to Firmino. Firmino was, was playing, playing a different game, game to Ibe. Yeah. It's almost like Ibe was going, well, I'm going to get to the byline and cross it in. But Firmino and Benteke were going, well, we're just going to sit outside the box. And it's like, yeah. well, where's the communication here? What's going mm. on? I actually thought Ibe did pretty well yesterday. And I, I, I definitely think he's got a, mm. a couple more levels to go through. I don't, yeah, I don't. He lost the ball a lot. But there wasn't many instances where I thought, no, they, look, there is definitely something on there that you've missed. Yeah. Like, I think he got the ball a lot and ran at them a lot and lost it a lot. But there wasn't many times where you could say, there's Benteke free or there was Firmino yeah. free and you've missed him. Yeah. It, he was just trying to do it on his own most yeah. of the time. Like, there, there, was not, there wasn't many committed runs that he could have picked out, I don't think. And all of the times where he was breaking down either the right or the left-hand side and there was a through ball in for him, the pass got mishit. Yeah. I think twice Lucas went to play him in on the right hand side and he had the beating of the defender and he forced him wide so I couldn't cut in then so I thought I but actually of all of our attacking players he was the best yeah. by and a mile and he, like, yeah, like you said he's not being fed the ball and fucking up these like chances where he should no. be creating something it all happened from him dropping deep and getting getting a simple pass into his feet and running at Newcastle he, was, mm. he wasn't being fed this kind of conveyor belt of good good passes that he should have made something of yeah. I, I just think there was nothing happening and the, like, he, he tried to make yeah. something and he just couldn't the worst thing that happened was him coming off the right and doing that swap with Milner and going left for a while because he was he was I think, I think he, they thought the pitch was a bit better on the right hand side for Milner so he'd stop falling over yeah that didn't work <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I well I'd say it was, it was yeah it was more so get Milner out of his hole get him away from them to let two players to keep uh, coming over to him and just like and we just kind of help him get into the game and I was sort of you know he'd be fine over there but no, it, was, it couldn't have stopped us playing mm. yeah because I wouldn't go outside to Moreno he kept trying to come yeah, inside on yeah. his right hand side and then Moreno was getting caught high up the pitch yeah. and then all of the attacks from Newcastle started coming down I mean three times I think they played the ball into Moreno's channel yeah. and there's just no one there because I or Milner wasn't tracking back and Moreno had gone I thought, they, I thought they coped quite well defensively yeah. you know the, the Lovren fella and uh, Skirtland I thought Lovren was very good again, yeah, and uh, Moreno and Klein the, they were the, the performance from them for yeah. were the one other team that can win a game but yeah. it was again, just from the midfield on yeah. again on the goal Skirtland Wonderfully executes a fucking ridiculous deflection into the top corner. Like it's, it's, uh, it, 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 he almost breaks the laws of physics to fucking get that into the top corner. Kid, the kid should never. Be oh, I fucking hate him as well. Fucking, so he, yeah. he needs to go with a fucking flame. It was, um, How the fuck does the guy get in the lucky. box with that that fucking ball? I mean, he's like yeah. that. That's it's the midfield again. Like yeah. it's the midfield not tracking back. I mean, it's all down mm. their their right hand side, our left hand side. Uh, His movement is actually very good. When they showed the sort of yeah. wide angle thing, right? Yeah. He's Klein has him. And he just lets Klein fall back, yeah. and then he just take drifts back back inside. And as the ball breaks, he's in there. But like even when the ball breaks, it's bounced around mm. like a fucking hot snot. He's fucking in the build up. Let's be honest, like he's mishit the ball. Like you know? was it the build up yeah, to the first yeah, goal? No, touch, was it? Yeah. Sorry, I, ca- yeah. I can't remember this bit. But there was one bit where many balls like, all, uh, all, <laughs> all of our defence was say about. 25, 25 yards out. Yeah. But Martin Skirt is back yeah. sitting on mini days. Yeah. Like, and so, and yeah. someone just said, all this space crammed, I'll just run in here. Well, he's offside uh, if uh, Skirtle holds the line. Yeah. 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 I only seen the, um, the, the stale of that. I didn't watch that replay back a loads of times to see how Skirtle ended up like quite often. And just dropped. Yeah, sometimes that can happen. But I, as I say, I don't know. I've only seen the stale. Therein lies the problem with, with, with him as a defender and always has been that he, his forced reaction is not to hold a line. It's to instantly Well, particularly because Klopp's playing a higher line. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, it's a bit of he drops, problem, he like, drops you know? to see the game. Yeah. That's yeah. what he's doing. He wants to kind of... Yeah, he, he saw it very well this time. Yeah. Flick off the knee into the top But again, corner. it's the lack of legs in midfield, right? Mm. Because 
you know, if you've got uh, Chan in there or you've got Lalana, they track those runs. All of a sudden, we're not overrunning midfield. You only need one pivot at the bottom instead of Lucas and Allen because they're trying to cover both sides of the pitch. I mean, it was just it was just all set up completely wrong. Completely the second wrong. goal was hilarious, though, wasn't it? Because he sent Skirtle up front at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skirtle almost picks up his uh, bandy head injury, which makes him a, 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 the 10 times better <laughs> version of Skirtle. But unfortunately, it was a bang in the back of but the head. But why take Benteke off and then put Skirtle up front? I don't get it. It says it all, like, really, doesn't it? Fucking hell, if you're going to play that game, if you're just going to hit it long, why not leave Benteke up there with Sturridge? Well, that was the last, what, last mm. three minutes or so? Uh, yeah, but he's just what like, he wanted. You know? he, look, throwing the last, last throw the noise were are really yeah. like, probably top this fella now he buzzing after his, his uh, hat trick yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think it said a lot that he didn't leave Venteke on up with Sturridge he didn't like try and play the two of them together no, but he obviously thought Venteke was absolutely well shy, I tell you like, IT Klopp has learned a lot about a lot of players well, that's, definitely, that's, definitely. That's, that's, that's what I wanted to ask because it was something I, I mentioned last week that uh, you know this is potentially the match that shows how far he's progressed with get changing the mentality in the team, right? Yeah. So, you know, although it's a, a piss-poor performance and a piss-poor result, like he's going to have learned an awful lot from the players and the the, the, the character of those players. Yeah, well, he came mm. out after the game and said it was all crap, bullshit, whatever. So, you know, he hasn't come out and said, you know, we were unlucky with the with the goal or, mm. you know, it was a referee mistake or the lads show great talent. <laughs> you know, he's come out and he's like, yeah, it's shit. Shit at the start, yeah. shit in the middle, yeah. shit at the end. It was all shit, you know? Mm. So... If that's what he's saying to the media, and you know what he's like on the touchdown, he goes mad, right? Mm-hmm. You can yeah. imagine what his debrief is going to be like today or tomorrow, and there's going to be certain yeah. players in that squad who are going to be like, fuck off, you mm-hmm. know? You're not starting the next game. Yeah, when he gets to watch that game back, like, objectively, like, yeah. my God, are things going to show up? I couldn't put myself through that again. <laughs> yeah. I watched that game and once enough, and I was in a fair bit of rage, like, so sometimes you're not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These things aren't sinking in. Yeah. But, like, I'd say... I'd say he's absolutely fuming and I'm glad it's him trying to sort this mess out mm-hmm. and not Rogers. Well, is, is, Rogers is, would be in a little bit of denial that they, some, <coughs> something else happened. Well, there, there'll be nobody in that team that he feels he can't drop. Mm. There'll be nobody. I mean, he yeah. subbed Milner at halftime a couple of games ago. He dropped him the next game. But, like, he, there's no one there that he's going, oh, I can't drop Milner because he's a presence in the dressing room or anything like that. Like, no, yeah. when, no, we, when we were talking last night, like, I think it was mentioned that, you know, unlike previous defeats, Paul, you know, there isn't a sense of despondency. Yeah, we're annoyed and we're angry that we lost the game, but I think there's the, because there's this realization that because we've got Klopp there, there's still a massive belief that he's the right yeah, man to fix I was, this. I was probably more annoyed yesterday than I was at any other defeat because of the form that we're in, what, what you'd expect from the team. But like long term, like I'm not sitting there going, "Oh bollocks, are we about to lose the next five or anything like that?" Yeah. There's no, there's no worry long term really because like you, you feel like you listen, especially like. I don't pay too much attention to managers, what they say in the media, like. Mm-hmm. But it was it was nice to hear him say, "No, nah, yeah, that was absolute bollocks." Like there, there was there's not there was nothing went right. Like mm. it was all wrong. So, would you would you agree with his assessment about the goal that was disallowed? <laughs> well, I, I actually thought this. I mean, again, you know, I didn't really listen to his interview afterwards. I only saw, saw it on Twitter because I was too angry. But I, he did say uh, something like. Uh, uh, I don't blame the linesman for not giving it. You know, you can't score a great goal like that when you've played so shit. Something like that. It was. I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, the linesman yeah. didn't believe that we could score a yeah. goal like that after being so <laughs> shit. You know, but nine, nine managers out of ten like cling on to that. Oh my god, that's all oh, we're, we, about, we were yeah. robbed. We were robbed. Like, yeah. Whereas he's just concerned with how shy we were. And he's still. I mean, to be fair. He's played 12 games. He's only lost two. He's got a 60% win rate or whatever mm. it is. And even other things like... You know, Second to none. What's that? <laughs> 60 percent. And I think the other thing is as well is that like the last... This was the first game, I think, where... Apart from uh, when Palace scored their second, where we've conceded and not come back and scored. So in his entire reign. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he has instilled a bit of a... Conceding is not the end of the okay. world. We'll go... So we'll do it again. One thing just to wrap up this uh, week. Um, <laughs> is there a slight concern that the way Newcastle set up in terms of how they were playing is the same way teams have been setting up against us in Anfield and we've struggled to beat them? Because well, well, we've, only, we've just about started get, getting wins on the board and they're tight wins and they aren't convincing in terms of Anfield. Mm. They really approached the, t- the game like they were the away team yesterday yeah. and let us go at them and not there was a them. There was a shout at the start, wasn't there, that we one of the commentators mm. that this would be a bit like a home game for Liverpool and Newcastle to be trying to catch them yeah. on the counter. Yeah, there is that concern, definitely. And especially against West Brom now mm. at home. Mm. 
that's going to be a bit of an interesting one because like, that's where like when I was kind of looking at the next six games which were the you know the easy games I was seeing that one and the Leicester one as, as ones they could really struggle like you know totally counted them three points mm. before, they, before well, I mean, the matches even played it's not like in Germany every team came out and tried to you know play Dortmund off the park I'm sure in the well, Bundesliga he played like loads of teams that went you know after their first season well, where they Dave, interesting, in last season when he was there like that is how teams started beating Dortmund no, that no, they, but they that, that, that they in that, that they, so No, no, but they, 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 were, they, were, they were sitting deeper and they were playing them on the counter and Dortmund were having like fucking 15 and 20 chances in a game yeah. not scoring. Sort of mm. similar to when, let's like, say, when Kenny was there, right? I mean, they were yeah. completely ba- bashing teams. Yeah, we didn't have football chances on, yeah. so it's yeah. not yeah. the same. I don't <laughs> I'm not really worried about it. I think, look, he's no fool, right? He knows mm-hmm. that he can't play the way he played against City in every game mm-hmm. or the way he played against Chelsea mm-hmm. in every game. So, I'm sure that he would have learned a lot from. Well, I'm very sure that he would have learned a lot from yesterday. Things like, to be fair, right, when a team is playing like Newcastle play, playing Benteke makes sense, but you've got to play him with Sturridge mm-hmm. and with some creative players around them that are going to open the teams up. So, mm-hmm. I do understand some of his thinking. I just think he got it wrong yesterday. I don't think he'd be the first to say he got it wrong yesterday. So. I'm sure he'll fix it for for West Brom. Right, so two games to come. Um, we've seen on on Thursday a bit of a dead rubber match. We're going through out in the group as it is. Um, we only need a, a draw to win the group. So, Paul, how many of the under twelve should we put out in that game? <laughs> I like that. That's just a game I don't give a rat's about. And it was one of the things I was, you know, when I was looking at the starting lineup against Newcastle, and I was like, he probably could have played one or two more. For like better players because like you can just you can rest everyone against this shower mm-hmm. so like yeah this is a, I don't give a rat's but it just gave, uh, probably, well keep a similar team probably to the one that played against so play, all, play, <laughs> play all the shit houses like um, and keep keep the other players for the weekend then yeah yeah Andy yeah same you know uh, I see on true like as well see on have to have to win to guarantee passage through yeah so they're going to try and make it difficult um yeah. Like he's gonna have, he, we're true, we're true the group. He's mm. gonna, be, he's gonna be hugely prioritising West Brom, West Brom, and get us back on track. Like you know, because that that Newcastle game is a massive setback. Mm. It was the three points we needed to actually the, the season's back. Yeah, then three mm. points the season was back. Mm. We're three mm. points behind United. We would have been four points off the top. Like the season was recovered. Yeah, and ready to actually kick on, step, kick on. Yeah, like doing things. So now it's a bit of a setback, but. With the well, four games before we play West Ham, uh, was West Ham away, yeah, and then um, then the United and the Arsenal game. So before that, they're all winnable. Hopefully by then we're Except back Leicester. where that game could have got us, yeah. you know. <laughs> Except Leicester. Well, yeah. the Le- Leicester one, look, we, I'm not going to one of the thing, but they'll probably come out and try attack us, which will suit us down to the ground because it'll create space. Yeah. But like on the CL match, Dave, who who would you like to see play? I'd recall Balotelli. <laughs> <laughs> I think Milan have let him as well. <laughs> I'd re-sign Ricky Lambert. <laughs> Just on Ricky that, actually, game. is Bal- Balotelli ripping it up for Milan this season? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's injured. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not really working out for them either, is it? <laughs> so was it, Rogers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but a good manager, Andy. Yeah, a good, good manager. Good manager, yeah. All the like good managers were yeah. queuing up for him. Queuing up for him. I mean, fucking hell, look, Rogers couldn't get them out of the office all the good managers <laughs> um, so I mean look the the problem is that he's going to have to use the squad because he's only registered a certain number of players for the Europa League so it's not like he can go and take all the under 16s into the into the side you like can them. you can because they're on the B, B panel isn't it only the I thought Teixeira no. couldn't play and all I think he's, 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 he's 45. He's 48. He's older than Trev. No, he's 22 or something. Yeah, it's, sure. it's, if you're under 21, I think yeah. you can play. Uh, I, I don't think it's in Klopp. I don't think Klopp, it's Klopp's style to go and play a very weak side. Mm. So I think Origi will play. Um, I think he might play Benteke again. You know, because so Sturridge will start. Okay, so you play I. Let's let's you know. Say look at look at the Southampton game. Right. Yeah. Is it likely that he's going to play something like say you know Bogdan and goal? Yeah. Um, that, play, that type of team yeah Bogdan will play Torre will play yeah. Randall will play maybe Roster might get a game because he's fit again Smith got a run out recently didn't he? Smith got a run out he might give Henderson mm. half or yeah. 60 minutes um, be good to give Sturridge 60 minutes as well I, I'd keep Sturridge personally um, because he needs West to start Brom. against West Brom mm. and 
fuck he might get a cold or something so yeah. I would I'd leave him at home I'd leave him at home, home. I wouldn't yeah. touch him and then would you give Coutinho minutes if he was I'd give Coutinho minutes he might give Emery Khan minutes because yeah. he didn't play at the weekend so you know he's got Objective, options yeah, yeah. or yeah. start Alan if Alan's not going to play at the weekend he might start Milner if Milner's not going to play at the weekend so actually we do have a squad to be fair that he yeah. could go out and put yeah. a reasonable side out yeah. and still you know keep players you know if you think that the, I mean I know we're talking about West Brom but if you're probably thinking of starting Sturridge, Coutinho, Firmino as your front three or maybe Lalana instead of Firmino that means that one of you know one of Firmino, Lalana, Aib, Origi yeah Benteke can all play yeah. against uh, Sion. So, okay, look, uh, we get prediction at the end. Not that it really matters, um, given we only need to get a draw. Um, but looking at West Brom, you know, how much money should you be putting on Ricky Lambert to score at Anfield? <laughs> considering he couldn't do it <laughs> fucking at Liverpool, he's not really getting in. No, Doesn't not, really matter. No, this is this is a real pure, yeah. isn't it? They, get oh, him come on, like, the eighty seventh minute or something. Yeah. Well, the little yeah. little glint in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, yeah, this is going to be a tough game though. Like Pulis played four centre backs across the back in a recent game. I had Johnny Evans at left back, like, yeah. so he'll have no qualms with fucking camping inside the box. Yeah. They, they drew they, with Spurs gonna, as well this weekend, like you know. So. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna yeah. do exactly what Newcastle did. Did you see? See the Spurs go. Yeah. They just hoofed it long. Yeah. They couldn't have taken a bit of air play out of the Tony Pulis playbook. Just hoofed it long. Your man takes it down, bang, top the corner. I mean, Spurs should have killed him. I mean, they they missed uh, Kane missed a sit there, and uh, I think it was Ericsson missed another one. I mean, they should have won. But Pulis is. I mean, any kind of any side coming to Anfield now who are you know not looking to come and win, they're just coming for a draw. It's going to be difficult for us. That's why mm. you know we've got to play our most creative players. How do we? Like, I don't know, I've been and seen many Stoke matches when Piotrus was there in Anfield and witnessed many new all draws. How do we break down the 400 players he's going to put in the box and score goals against them? I don't know, it's something he, like, obviously we struggle to do. We always have, well, particularly for the last 25 years now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, it's just, yeah, yeah. You're going and you're playing against a team that you know are going to do that. So you're just going to keep probing and probing and probing and hope you get the goal and bring them out because there's no point in them sitting back once you get the goal. So you're just hoping for an early goal and then as it, as time goes on, it gets more and more difficult. So if they can improve on fucking their level of set pieces, which is just atrocious again, um, they'll probably get a lot of corners and free kicks around the box. Mm. You know what I mean? Bring Gerard back, actually. Yeah. <laughs> just for this game? Yeah. No. <laughs> got to play storage because uh, Jonas Olsen just can't cope with anyone that's got any kind of trickery and well, we'll, we'll get a few penalties this, this is what I was going to ask right so look the one player you don't play against West Brom is Benteke surely yeah. yeah no you don't play Benteke maybe centre back or something <laughs> <laughs> but like you know he should be a very fucking last throw of the dice where you know you've got yeah. nothing left at this stage yeah. and it's if five, Coutinho, 10 minutes to go if Coutinho was fit I'd even consider playing Lalana. Firmino and storage up top and Coutinho in midfield. Yeah, mm. to just to, just to, for like an added bit of penetration going yeah. forward. With a bit of luck, he doesn't over um, uh, load that midfield with with uh, negative players again. Mm. So yeah, I think he'll play Henderson and Sean and Lucas in midfield. Yeah, yeah. So they'll drop out. Lucas, Lucas sitting back with the the two boys either side bombing on, yeah. and then Henderson and Sean giving them help. Yeah, going forward. And that means I think Milner will play on Thursday then mm. in the Sion game. And then I'd play, I mean, I'd probably play Sturridge. I don't know if he's going to start Sturridge, actually. Against West Brom? Yeah, I think he might start Firmino. I think he will. Alana. I think he will start them. Do you think? Like, he's got that 60 minutes or whatever against Southampton. That was supposed to be the plan. Probably felt he was pushing them by starting them again mm. on the Sunday. It's only, mm. what, a few days later. Um, so, no, this is his game. This Depends is on his work ethic now. Yeah. He's going to have to see Sturridge like, really put a shift in on Saturday. If Sturridge is going to be the guy that leads the line for us, if he's in our first choice attacking three, Sturridge has got to put some work in on Saturday. Okay, I'll just, Sunday, sorry. Throw, I'll, I'll just throw one in the, in the mix here. When we played Southampton, Sturridge didn't play centrally. He had him coming from the left. Now, given Coutinho may not be ready for 90 minutes, do you consider playing Sturridge not central? In a tree. With Firmino and Lalana. With Firmino more or less playing as this, at the focal point where he drops out and then creates the space for storage to go into. We're, we're going to be talking about a stack defence in terms of what's there. You're going to need lots of movement and you 
possibly doing something slightly different means that you straight away you troll the, the defence that you're playing against because they're going to expect Sturridge to play central. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to expect them all to move around anyway. Mm. I mean, I think that's one of his frustrations from AC is probably going to be that Benteke was so static. Mm. Um, so I think that he'll expect them to move around anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I got no problem with Sturridge playing anywhere across the front three, to be honest. He's quick enough. Yeah. He's, you know, he's got enough pace. Uh, he's probably not the best at the one-touch football law, which, you know, Firmino, Coutinho, Lalana, they can all yeah. do one-touch. Mm-hmm. Sturridge likes to take yeah, a few likes, touches. Yeah. He'll totally get the so head, head up. That's the only thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not, I, as quality as Sturridge is, I'm still not 100% sure that Klopp, he's a Klopp nailed-on striker. Mm. I just, I'm not sure he's going to do enough of the stuff that Klopp wants, Klopp wants him to do. Interesting. Like it's it's a shame actually Ings is injured because I think he's the type of striker mm. that that Klopp would love to have because yeah. he is comfortable playing across like in the tree across the, the top. Or... I think he even likes Origi because Origi does exactly what Klopp tells him to do. Mm. Like and that's why he likes Ibe because he says to Ibe do that and they go and do it. So I just is Surridge going to do it? Is Benteke going to do it? The stuff that he's asking him to do, mm. the hard yards, the dirty stuff, and it's without the I'm ball from. really. Yeah, I wonder. If storage will kind of fit in long term, mm-hmm. yeah. How is Ricky Lambert going to destroy Martin Skirtle, Paul? They <laughs> exist and really Skirtle's just scoring on their own goal, he doesn't yeah. destroy himself eventually. Martin Skirtle, <laughs> <laughs> eventually. And um, the lads playing fullback, any concerns about them? No, not really. No, like, it's kind of tough ask against Newcastle, the team sitting that deep and trying to rake like I, I didn't think they did that badly at all I thought, Moreno was, I thought Moreno was fucking terrible I think it was a bit of a shit show for the second goal but the game, the game was gone by then but how the second goal was at that E how can he not cross the ball it's like how we can't take corners it's fucking it's, ridiculous it's just, a Liverpool, it's just actually an impact the Liverpool jersey has mm-hmm. on you because I, none I, of our left backs have ever been able to cross the ball in about 15 years so. I'd, tell, I'd tell Moreno not to cross again I'd, I'd say to him it's ridiculous. if I ever see you trying to cross again I'll take you off Give a one-two. Try and beat the man with the ball, or give a one-two. Yeah. If I see you try one of those shy crosses again, you will never play for this club again. I mean, it's he picked out that ball for uh, Ibe though. When he took it on his chest, not him. Yeah, that was again against Southampton. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Andy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he was, but he was shooting. Don't ever, cross, don't ever do shit crosses again. <laughs> Look, I think they're, they're both they're both being brilliant for his client and Mariano, but yeah, their end product. Has a lot to be. Yeah. Mm. Moreno suffered with no Jean in front of him. Mm. Yeah. Really suffered with nobody, you know, covering nobody, the space. Nobody there. What are fullbacks, as Carragher says, they're fail wingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if they, if they were good enough across and good enough with the end product, wouldn't they be playing on the wing? Yeah. yeah. They're both pacey. Nobody wants to be Gary Neville. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, unless you're the Valencia fans. Well, that's you true, love yeah. them. Yeah. Giving them a big welcome today, all seven of them. Um, so, anyway, West Brom, are we going to beat them? Many scores. Many will Ricky Lambert get. We need. I. Uh, we we do a big win at home. I think we'll win three one. Yeah, it just I expect a I expect a response. Mm. As you know, that that was disappointing for the for the travelling cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, no, yo, um, the team all dig out the fans after mm. that. Mm. I mean, like we were all very excited. So I think they put in a performance. We no complacency. They'll they'll treat it as a big game. They'll treat it as a, a must get three points mm. so we expected to win expecting to win quite well so an early goal and uh, win three or four nil yeah mm. yeah Polito I'd say two nil both goals probably coming in the second half Good. I think I'll be a bit of a slog against this I'd be very worried if we don't score in the first half yeah yeah I'd be mad worried <laughs> get, get prepared then because yeah. we're we'll not full of worry if it does it well if we don't score in the first half we're fucked will your leg be shaking I think if we don't score in the first half it's it's going to be a very disappointing podcast next week because <laughs> <laughs> like let's face it the Sion game isn't going to light up this fucking season either like it's going to be a fairly shit game draw maybe and then if it doesn't go all according to plan on West Brom I'm not here next week <laughs> Nah, we'll beat them. We'll beat them. Um, we'll beat them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tight Well, I just think that uh, there's no way he's looking at that game yesterday and not having like five things he's going to change and mm. five things he's going to do different. There's no way he's not kicking the shit out of them in training and sorting them out. I have just have no, like Andy said, I have no concerns about there not being a response. Mm. And we've got enough good players and 
I, I would do something or would do a performance at home would do a performance See, at Anfield five missing players from training this week just kidnapped put in the back of a boot in the car and dragged up the moors or something like that yeah. <laughs> shit kicked out of him. I'd say I'd say he's well able to put the shits up the team yeah. you know really get them serious whereas they they kind of took Rogers for a bit of a ride last yeah. season wouldn't surprise me to see a few links to strikers this week now in the papers to, yeah. yeah to fucking Get into Benteke's head. Get in, have a word of some of Rogers' puppets, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leak the team first, yeah, then, yeah. then leak a few names. It's great that the team doesn't get leaked anymore, isn't it? Brilliant, yeah. Brilliant. Did it get leaked this week? No. I saw. Uh, yeah, I saw a couple of accounts leaking it actually. Alright. I know. Uh, Damien knocked it on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, there was another account though. I don't. I don't know if you follow it, but uh, we. I'll talk to you about it later. Alright. Oh. Off oh, air. <laughs> is it oh. right then so uh, we, we, that's great yeah well done on the football talk lads thanks very that much that was enjoyable let's do <laughs> <laughs> hello this is Ronnie Whelan here and you're listening to Tripper Chats unbelievable stuff you ask me anything about Liverpool FC I will answer that immediately I'm an encyclopedia as you know I played for Liverpool in the 1980s won many trophies played with the likes of Kenny Dagleach Graeme Sunez oh, what, what a team we were we were just unbelievable anyway Tripper Chats right Tripper Chats lads um, some different ones in this week but before we start Andy I believe you're at Mass on Sunday <laughs> <laughs> got a bit of Mass yeah. did you get a bit of Mass yeah. in did you yeah it was a bit of crack it was alright like yeah 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 was that right? Yeah. Any any uh, collections going on outside at the time? So the priest was talking about the Green Hills scouts where I'm from. Green Hills and the scouts. Yeah. But he was of uh, African origin. So his accent, he kept saying, and you know when you're a mass, things are funny. He kept saying, um, outside, <laughs> uh, the Green Hills scouts are collecting. I <laughs> <laughs> just kept saying the Green Hills scouts. I know he was just laughing my head off. I was thinking that there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of scousers from Green Hills outside going, All right, mate, Annie Oz, lad. <laughs> Wanna get the Stella on top of the local pizza, lad? Hippie pasta. <laughs> and this all started like stem from the African priest like saying uh, instead of saying scouts was saying scouse. <laughs> like, he was laughing my head off. Well, I got a selfie and all in the church. <laughs> And I kept waiting. I kept waiting on uh, the the priest to um, like tell everyone to bow their heads and all that. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times I looked around. I was always one hell and like not listening to the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> she just looking up, and I felt like saying, "Bow your fucking head." <laughs> I was trying to get a selfie, so I was here. I was trying to take the most ridiculous selfie ever. You know, with your two fingers sideways and all. <laughs> I was trying to get my sister and my ma into the picture stupid hats on them and all and my sister caught me and just went what are you doing <laughs> taking a ma selfie and she was going <laughs> she was going oh, what I was getting a ma selfie give over will you I was like, and then I showed her face because I checked in at mass and she was going <laughs> she was going you're, 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 you're an asshole <laughs> But you know when you're adding a picture, yeah. aren't it? like I was adding a picture to uh, the like to the status such. But what I almost did was added a selfie onto the check-in zone, so it meant that anytime <laughs> anyone was outside the church where they were in lighting a candle for a <laughs> dead love or a granny or whatever, they, they, they were going to. Well, they, they maybe might not necessarily <laughs> checked in, but if they were searching or whatever, they're on the phone or doing. It would have just showed my face. <laughs> <laughs> I was, but I would become the church. I would become the church uh, face of the church. <laughs> and be checking in. <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny, I don't want my ass for another year. Um, Andy, what once a year food does a cannibal have at Christmas instead of roast turkey? Are we on cannibals again? Uh, <laughs> You're back, Dave. What would a cannibal eat at Christmas? Yeah. But don't they only eat one thing? But yeah, I'm I'm just kind of thinking. But they don't eat one thing. What do you mean they don't eat one thing? But like you know, you, like you'd have to have vegetables and stuff with it. So like you, you couldn't just live on humans. Where would you find all the human flesh to eat? And you can't be going off the dead dead bodies all the time because like to be rotten. I'd say they like a, a part of the human anatomy that they don't don't normally 
So it's like a festive piece. A festive piece. What's a festive piece? <laughs> I don't know, the foot or something. Not <laughs> <laughs> a lot of meat on the foot though, is it? I'd say to keep all the femurs all year. <laughs> the bones. A big femur bone with all the meat around like it. Like the thigh. Yeah. 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 And then just like that's all Salt frozen up in the in the, um, like the freezer. And at Christmas the big a nice big femur. Like a big <laughs> uh, like a six foot sicker. Well like slow roasted. Yeah, exactly. No, with, the, with the bones, they can make a good stock in the morning. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> a female stew. Then or even the might, uh, you might have it with an organ that you wouldn't normally. And a female curry. Yeah, you know, a few days later, mm-hmm. nice. So femur is what the we're femur. Okay. Well, the femur is a bone. You mean the thigh, right? Yeah, well, okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, not when it comes to paramedical. Did do a little bit around that for your physiology. No, but the meat around the femur. It's like the way you go on your boy a a lamb. If someone had a cut in their leg, right, you wouldn't say you've got a cut in the meat around your femur. You'd say you've got a cut in your thigh. Depending on how hungry you are. But I think that's what could happen anyway. A femur, yeah. Famer just with lovely meat. What about like a, the brain? That's like probably be a bit of a delicacy, right? Bit yeah. of sheep's brains. Yeah, yeah, it could be a fe- festive. Wait, well, sheep's brains a thing. Is you it? know the way you always have two meats on Christmas Day. Yeah, well, what would you have to go with it? Why? Why are you? What are you like that? For? I don't know. Like, it's expressive. <laughs> very excited. Uh, so like, but I mean, you kind of two meat. The next offense. There's only one meat. The next offensive animal to eat, or mammal, whatever to eat than a than a human. Why would that be a dog? I suppose. Man's best friend or a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> a monkey with a knife. You couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't care for me. What's the next most offensive thing to eat after a human? Monkey or a dog? Dinosaur. Have to be lasagna. <laughs> human lasagna you could make, couldn't you? Really? Yeah. And monkey lasagna. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the monkey now being offensive. A whale, no, blue whale. Well, a gorilla, a dolphin, a monkey. Oh, is people be tonight, fucking snapping if you had a dolphin, <laughs> wouldn't they? There'd be more. If we test all them vegans, we'd be going absolutely fucking bananas. Jesus Christ. They don't have a problem with the human. That's it. The They're dolphin. Actually, I'd say a vegan would prefer yeah, human than an animal. Yeah. Do vegans eat animals that die of, like, normally? Or are they just, are they just against slaughter or are they against all animals for meat? All animals for meat. So if a cow has a heart attack, they won't eat that beef, no. like, you know? No. Seems stupid to me. What's the point in that? I mean, I look, it's a ridiculous existence. Like, they won't, <laughs> even, they won't even eat eggs. I'm so glad we got you at the vegan. I was wondering how we got it. <laughs> they won't even eat an egg. Why won't they? Why? Because they're all, uh, they, there's all eggs and they, or there's all eggs, there's all chickens in them, um, like, <laughs> all trashed and jammed into cages and stuff what like that. What about free rangers? That, that's <laughs> what we're going to say. There's all chickens in the eggs. Eggs are chicken abortions. <laughs> The hens of Arsene. Well, so they're pro-life vegans. Pro-life vegans, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they won't eat cheese either. They won't eat cheese. Even though the animal doesn't die. If it's anyway associated cheese. with an animal, they won't they eat milk. it. Even they're, they're fine with uh, the farmer going out and murdering turnips and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and chopping, chopping fucking bushes down full of fruit and all that. They're fucking animals. <laughs> Absolute fucking, fucking Farmer animal. Joe and his ice and yeah. ice yeah. up and a turnip. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's getting it. He's getting it. Accommodating this bastard. Vegetables and fruits live too. So what? Okay. So if they were true to their actual existence, what would they actually? Vegans. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. They shouldn't be eating vegetables. They shouldn't be eating fruit. They're, Ra- they're living. Grass lives. What about a Venus flytrap? Seems like a little bit animal, <laughs> doesn't it? Like it, it can eat stuff and all. Do you reckon they'd be kind of saying formula? Rice. They should have. Now rice grows. Rice plant. Right. No, I know that, yeah. but they, does, but they can get like it for the plant leaves. Yeah, yeah, it, it can stay. Yeah, it can so stay. So vegans can eat go. rice. So they can eat. Oh, yeah, there you go. So they. Oh, but then it's the. F- mm. Does the rice have a life? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that rice, that rice started off small. Rice to life? That rice piece of... That grain of rice started off smaller than rice to life, there you go. Yeah. They should, um, yeah, they should, if they were true to their, their own beliefs, their own words, uh, formula, stuff made in their uh, labs, like chemicals, that's what they should eat. Chemicals. chemicals. Powdery, powdery. So pot noodles. Basi- yeah, basically, <laughs> like uh, just uh, synthetic food. 
Yeah, yeah. Like the astronauts eat. Yeah. yeah. That's what they should be eating. Vegans yeah. should be, and if they're not doing that, they're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Old school flavor. Edmund Town. Yeah, I'm getting over this. Big thanks to the Astro Park. I'm feeling this. As ever for hosting us here in the bunker, especially as we head towards Christmas. Um, get down here for all your five-a-side and midget seven-a-side needs. They do bouncy football with the big balls to go inside as well, and there's occasional football pool as well, so keep your eye out for that. So if you're in the South, the south Dublin area and you need a five-a-side pitch, give Dell a shout, and he'll definitely give you a really good discount and a rate off this. Just mention that the day trip ascension, and you'll get, the, you'll get the VIP treatment big time. This week's pod was brought to you by Botox with Andre. For all your crow's feet needs, give Andre a shout. He'll sort you out. Right, the trippers tonight, of course, where Paul, Brenzi, Brennan, David, Satriali, AZ, Thomas, and of course, Andy, I, I, Private, I, Young. It's me hosting, saying goodnight, God bless, God fucking knows when Trevor's back, but please, man, regenerate and get your ass back into the bunker soon. I want to be a cantankerous old bollocks again. Good night, God bless everyone. See you next week. In my The mess was, uh, you know, you could just see him making it up as he went along. The mess has gone with the car to Cavan. He's just like, where's a place? Where's a place? Yeah, yeah. Cavan, yeah. place yeah. to Cavan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably one of the worst. Like, yeah. but I've got explosive shit in the That doesn't actually feel... <laughs> They've shitted him up. <laughs> not that way. I was like changing the nappy and it was just like, and I was like, all over my face and I mean, so they shitted him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's fairly boy, yeah, okay. Larry. I don't know if I'll top that. No. I was going to say, stuffed peppers. <laughs> bad, I, I thought Phil was just describing an old hectic Saturday night. Shit in my mouth. Mr. Whippy. Don't stop till you hear my safe word. <laughs> so I fucked off to the pub I came home at all some ungodly hour and there's still loads of food left out in the kitchen so I was chomping away and I woke up like you know in bits the next morning I was like how was your party yeah grandma goes by the way what was it that you, them croquettes you made were shite and she's like I didn't make any croquettes I was like you did the little, you know the little croquettes and all and she's like Oh no, they they were fucking like it's like cheese inside the kind of thing. And I, 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 was, I was eating them. Cheese are the worst croquettes I've ever had. I was starving, I was locked and starving, so I was still chomping them down. They're the worst things I've ever tasted. Never tasted a croquette this bad. <laughs> that just reminds me. Uh, I remember years ago coming home from town. You know, you go into the spar and get your roll. Like you know yeah. what I mean. Enter a spell of that. But um, do you know uh, Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream? Yeah. So like. I must that must have just come out or something at the time and I was mad into that. So we're saying cookie dough. Oh. <laughs> to- totally thought it was cookie that- dough ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bought it and I was sitting on the bus eating cookie dough. <laughs> oh, oh, and I would say if there was phones then like to take a video I would have been YouTube fucking for a sensation that this fucking gargled idiot was sat there just eating cookie dough all the time a full box of cookie dough oh, horrific I'm like how I didn't realise that that wasn't ice cream I don't think about it now. How drunk would you need to be to not know that you're eating that ice cream? cream that yeah. it wasn't cold. That's not ice cream. How? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I should have him in the outfit that's amazing. To the I, just, I wouldn't have a, wouldn't have a clue. Another McLeod and I got bought. Do you know the way in Spain the fashion has always been weird? Yeah? No? No, we buy clothes in Spain, so. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Spain are right now, so yeah. In Spain. <laughs> the, the I, think I, I like Springfield over in Spain. They do some decent shoes. But anyway, uh, my brother is basically Spanish now he's been there that long <laughs> you know he's lived there longer than he lived in Ireland and thinks and speaks in Spanish mm. and can't really speak English anymore it's, it's embarrassing like you know what I mean? <laughs> just asking me uh, what, what, what is the word for headache guys it's a headache you take you know, it's mad. We've got to like, get your brother on the pod. Like, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, uh, he was introducing me to his mates the last time was over, and uh, and here he was. Um, this uh, this is my mano, uh, Andrea. And I was like, what? Andrew? Yeah, but they don't understand it. But that's not my name. I don't particularly understand, like, Carlos or whatever like that. Yeah. So tell them my name. And oh, God, oh, yeah, um, Andrew. <laughs> See, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Sports Social Podcast Network.